0: That's IrishTimes.com forward slash events. I hope we see lots of you
1: there. I've always said that the election should happen at the best time for the country. Now is that time?
2: There's nobody who needs a homily from me, Hall Martin. Look, they've taken our policies. They are bereft of policy. He
1: could be just saying that to get voted. Maybe he doesn't even do any of it.
2: This is Election Daily, the special series from the Inside Politics podcast team at the Irish Times. I'm Hugh Linehan. Every evening we are keeping you up to date on this general election campaign. And last night we brought you the dramatic news of our poll, which was really a major realignment in Irish politics, with Sinn Féin as the largest party in the country, with just a few days to go to a general election, and Fine Gael in third place. Uh, Fia Kelly, our deputy political editor, joins us. Fia, how did Fine Gael react to this this morning? Um. They were
0: shocked last night. The poll definitely caused uh, widespread surprise across politics. Um, people, I think, you know, suspected that this could happen, we're still we're still shocked when it did. Fine Gael came out fighting today. We had Pascal Donoghue and Simon Coveney almost going the full Brian Cowan, if you put it that way, back in 2007 when Fianna Fáil were in trouble. Brian Cowan grabbed that campaign by the scruff of the neck. There was an attempt, I think, by Pascal Dunning and Simon Coving to do that today. Our country has built something hugely valuable in the last nine years. From a place of darkness and despair. Talking about risk, trust, the economy, the risk of change for change's sake, all that type of heavy messaging. That was at the national level. They're really, really trying to put out a tough message, I suppose, and, you know, frighten
2: people back away from Sinn Féin now. And so you were invited into Fine headquarters today as the Taoiseach prepares for tonight's debate.
0: Yeah, Taoiseach uh, was in Fine HQ today getting ready for the debate with Mary Lou Macdonald and Michal Martin later on on RT. We went up and had a chat with him. He actually, in the circumstances, seemed pretty relaxed. People around him in recent days have been saying that, but I suppose... He did seem relaxed. I'm mostly going to talk about the rest of the campaign and, mm. you know, reflecting a bit what Simon and Pascal said this morning. That she wasn't there, but I've only got, I've got a rough idea. They went full Brian Cowan. I've oh. <laughs> <Just laughs> basically seen it.
1: Everyone talks about that Brian Cow- Cowan moment in the campaign, but nobody can remember what he said. Did he not say,
0: I have a variation of Roasted on the Barbie? I don't know. Roast their policies on the Barbie, Roast Mr.
1: Rubens' policies. Were you in the press office? I don't know. One?
0: Yeah. I think it was like
1: Q&A or something, yeah. but it's one of those things, though, you know, when election turns, people try to put it back to a particular point, point but it's totally speculative. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's probably, that election's probably going to turn anyway. Mm. Will this one? On this one? Will it? I think so.
0: Yeah. Do you think, though, that the polls are true? Like, you know, last night I had you in third. You were in third in the business post. Is that what you think Fine is
1: now, third? Well, I think polls are what they say they are. They don't predict the future. Yeah. Um, they're a snapshot in public opinion usually a few days ago uh, and what they show is that all three parties are within five percent of each other. Mm. Uh, so that's the margin of error mm. uh, and that means that uh, this election can still be won mm. by Fine Gael. We can still emerge as the largest party and we'll be working night and day to make sure that happens. What can you do to turn around? But, but, I, do, but I do think it presents a warning, like it does present a very real warning that we could have a government Led by Fianna Fáil. You're calling it uh, double trouble. Or led by Sinn Féin, or the two of them together. And mm-hmm. I think that would happen, by the way. Um, and uh, that is uh, very dangerous for our country. You don't believe Michal Martin when he says he wouldn't do it? I don't. Um, and I'll tell you why. Uh, this is Michal's third time um, as party leader going into election. Uh, he's not going to get a fourth. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is his only chance to be Taoiseach. Uh, and he might need to on a merry dance for a few months. Uh, but ultimately he would go in with Sinn Féin in order to be Taoiseach. And secondly, um, already the smoke signals are going off all over the country from his TDs saying it's OK. What about your TDs? A few of your TDs are on the record saying Regina Doherty said it. I've heard some of your ministers privately say to me, don't rule it out. Well, actually, Regina didn't say it, and uh, no minister said it to me. They said it to me? Yeah, well, they're actually saying the opposite to me. They're saying make sure you rule it out. So, you're don't, saying Don't, that don't have any, any, of this, trust... any, any of this nonsense about, uh, about just because Michal and Mary Lou seem to dislike each other, that somehow that means mm. that I'm soft on Sinn Fein, I'm not. So, you're asking people to believe what you say, but not believe what Michal Martin says. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm giving you the reason why. Uh, Fianna Fáil uh, is uh, divided on this, uh, we're not. Um, Fianna Fáil TDs are publicly uh, sending out signals that a coalition between Uh, Fianna Fáil and Sinn Féin is okay with them Uh, so imagine all the ones who are saying it privately when so many feel that Mm. they can say it publicly and this is Michal's last chance it's his third time as leader uh, for his party in this election he has to be Taoiseach uh, after the election or he's gone so there will be a merry dance Uh, it might go on for months uh, and uh, then under the cover of claiming its You know what the country wanted, mm. having voted for change and all that all that kind of stuff mm. uh, he'll do it
2: so among other things that strikes me that's a pretty personal attack on Mihal Martin and his integrity isn't it certainly is, and I think it's designed to niggle Mihal Martin. I think there's a view in Finnegale that they
0: can get under Mihol Martin's skin quite easily. I think perhaps what we're seeing here from the Taoiseach is an effort to do just that before the debate kicks off tonight to question whether he's in control of his party number one, to raise this idea that he's a man who's on his last chance number two, and then to say you can't trust them with Sinn Féin and we're the only ones who you can co- trust to keep them out. It's kind of funny that after all the debates you've had on housing, the economy, healthcare, care, etc., this election is coming down to a reds under the bed type thing. Who can you trust not to go in with the shinners? Why do you think you are where you are now? In October, you were polling 29%. and Ipsos, you're now 20 mm. Did you take maybe a younger cohort of voters for granted that they wouldn't vote for Fianna Fáil because they think they're old-fashioned or they're not in line with their social conscience and that you didn't believe that
1: ABC1s would go to Sinn
0: Féin? Did you take people
1: for granted? No, um, my assessment would be different. Uh, I think this is a change election. Um, There is a mood for change among the electorate. Um, And one thing is certain is that this election will result in change uh, because... What we've had for the last three years, a Fine led coalition with the independent alliance supported by Fianna Fáil, that will not be the next government. Uh, so this is going to be a change election. And I think people are looking around to see what type of change uh, they want. And our job over the next couple of days is to convince people, uh, number one, uh, that um, change, for, change to Fianna Fáil is backwards uh, and will set our country backwards. Change to Sinn Féin is very dangerous for lots of different reasons I'd be happy to expand on. Um, And also to remind people that actually uh, Fine Gael as a party and me as Taoiseach have been agents for change over the past few years. Um, Economic change going from um, economic catastrophe to full employment, um, leading the country to Brexit, which is one of the biggest political changes happening in decades. Constitutional change to the referendums, implementation of major health reform Mm -hmm. plans like Solange Care, the biggest reform of the police. And part of my job in this debate tonight and also the next couple of days uh, is to convince people that we're the ones who are making change for the better in the country and Finafo and Sinn Fein represent a backward movement you said you wants to uh, and, and a dangerous movement in the case of Sinn Fein and bear in mind you, you know we have seen this happen in other countries mm. um, you, you know the the Brexit vote in Britain mm. uh, and the election of Trump uh, in um in America was very much a kind of So you're comparing you comparing know, Sinn Fein to Brexit and Trump yeah yeah. Uh, not not in terms of their that, that those particular policies, although Sinn Fein was in favour of leaving the European Union up until mm. not too recently. Are you comparing
0: Fianna Fáil, Trump? I, I'm
1: I, I'm what I what I'm saying is that uh, change isn't always for the better. Mm. Change can be for the worse. And sometimes um, when people are motivated to uh, vote for uh, change for the sake of change, they end up with something they didn't expect. And that is potentially where we stand.
2: I suppose that's one way of addressing the conundrum Fine Gael have, which is everybody wants change and they're clearly the party of the status quo, no, no matter what they say, as they associate change with things that people here don't like, like Brexit and Trump.
0: Yeah, I think the teacher himself has said, you know, that elections reset public attitudes. And he said this himself in the past. And I think the trouble for Fine Gael is that the election has reset public attitude against them. That if we go back, as that clip says to our poll in October, around 29%, if you look back at the I suppose the, the scope of polling since he became leader, it's all around, all around the 30 mark, 36 at its highest, down to late 20s, and now suddenly crashing down to 20. There's been a reset in opinion because, as he says, they want change and they are struggling to adapt to this being a change campaign. They thought probably it would be a protect what you have campaign, whole close to nurse type campaign. That has not turned out to be the case thus far. They insist that it may yet do so because of this Sinn Féin surge, which nobody foresaw.
2: It's very late in the day for it to do so. Very yeah. late in
0: the day to do so. But it was pointed out to me by Fine Gaelers and Fina Fallers that our poll was in the field uh, fr- Thursday, Friday, Saturday, that people begun to wake up over the weekend, particularly on Sunday after reading their Sunday papers, about this Sinn Féin being in government idea. And they believed it would be something that drives people back to the main parties, people voting strategically to keep Sinn Féin out. Well, uh, whether that remains to be seen, we don't know. Uh, but that seems to be where the campaign is at now. You said you want to talk about Sinn Féin a bit um, From what your canvassers are saying, what people from other parties are saying, is that that cohort of people in their 20s and 30s, who previously may have been identified with an aspirational party, they were getting on in life, they were getting a house, they're now turning to Sinn Féin because they want a radical solution to the housing crisis. They've kind of given up on you, haven't Haven't
1: they? I think we have a job to do over the next couple of days to convince people um, that uh, if they vote for Sinn Féin, things will get worse. Uh, if they stick with us, things will get better. Oh, so They think it's worse yeah, okay, than bad okay, now. Okay, okay so, so bear, bear in mind, you know, a group that I would know well, people who aren't that much younger than me, um, you know, people who uh, are in their thirties and they're still living with their folks, uh, find it easy to get a job but hard to get a house, uh, or people who are renting, they're in the rent trap. They can f- just about afford to rent, but they can't afford to save. Um, if they vote for us, housing supply will continue to increase. It's already doubled under, under me as Taoiseach, it'll double again. Uh, and we're going to give them more help. Uh, we'll focus on housing over the next couple of years in the same way that we focused on Brexit and the economy in the last couple of years. Um, and we'll make sure that they get more help by enhancing Help to Buy, which is one of our flagship policies. Uh, if, if you vote for Sinn Féin, um, their policies, such as a rent freeze, such as high tax on business, uh, will, cause, uh, a, will cause investment in housing and house building to grind to a halt and things will get worse. And I know it's a very stark message, it's a stark choice, but it's the truth, and I'm gonna make sure over the next few days everyone's heard that. Are you surprised, you know, at the outset of the campaign you spoke about Brexit, you've mentioned Brexit
0: already, and you know, I think yourself and the Tawnish acknowledged that it wasn't featuring as a campaign issue. Hmm. Are you surprised that the economy hasn't really featured as a campaign issue? That it doesn't seem to be as relevant in this campaign as housing, health. Hmm.
1: Did you perhaps miscalculate there and think that it would be? Well, I think what we're, what, we're, what we're trying to do, and we'll continue to do this for the next few days, uh, up until Saturday, um, is to remind people that uh, we shouldn't take economic progress, full employment, rising incomes, falling taxes for granted. Uh, we shouldn't, uh, because we can't go backwards. Uh, and secondly, we need to make the connection between progress in health and housing and a strong economy. You know, a government can't build social housing or... Delivered the Slough Care Implementation Program without the revenues to do so, and you know we see what the other parties are suggesting. Uh, Sinn Féin wants a fifty-seven percent top tax rate on doctors. You know that's going to mean fewer doctors and longer waiting lists, just like they have in Northern Ireland. Uh, and Fianna Fail uh, is only committing an extra two billion Wait, extra it, money. What, what would that cost to a normal person? You know, what would you cost someone in Middle
0: Income? You've, you've made a big play of yeah. r- rising the uh, you know threshold, which re- hit the higher rate of income tax. You can say how much that's going to save people. What do you claim that Sinn Féin's
1: policies will cost the average person? Well, it depends on how you define the average person, of course. Um, but our assessment would be that uh, anyone earning over €36,000 will be worse. Almost anyone. Uh, or rather, most people earning over €36,000 a year be worse off under Sinn Féin. They will say... By how much? Well, that depends on how much they earn because it's, <laughs> I'll tell you why. Um, they will say anybody earning under 100000 will be better off. That's not true. Um, because there are two big holes in what they're putting forward. Uh, one is their proposal to uh, tax pension contributions. So, not everyone, but most people earning over 36,000 either pay a pension levy or a pension contribution or an ABC of some sort. At the moment, that's tax free uh, under Sinn Féin's proposals. It's the only way they can raise the 450 million that they talk about on page 110 of their manifesto, uh, is to do what they said they would do in the past, which is to tax. Uh, pension contributions, tax your pension levy, tax tax your ABC, uh, tax your your, um, your pension contribution. Most people, not everyone, or any over thirty six thousand, make some sort of pension contribution. They'll be worse off. The other way people will be worse off will be the fact that Sinn Féin's provided nothing uh, for a public sector pay increase. So while Mary Lou Macdonald will stand up and pretend to be on the side of the nurses and the young teachers and all the rest of it, um, in, in, in the biggest spending promise manifesto I've ever seen published they provide zero for public sector pay, we we provide two billion. What does it
0: say about your party, or do people still want to vote for them? expressing any interest in voting from people who you hoped to, that, that that would
1: support you? Like what's it say about your approach over the last two or three years? It says we have a hell of a job to do in the next couple of days.
2: So I think we should make clear that no matter what disagreements there are about what's in people's manifestos and how uh, how they add up, uh, there is no commitment by Sinn Féin or to uh, in, uh, introduce taxes on pension contributions. No, it's kind of like a compendium of policies he
0: has heard in the past and doesn't like and he's going to throw them out there. That it, this is the usual, um, you know, election mud fight. Everybody's manifesto is alleged to have a black hole uh, in, in its numbers, and a black hole in its calculations. Fine Gael seems to be particularly fond of highlighting the cost of public sector pay deals. They've done it with Fianna all this time. They did it with Fianna Fáil in 2016. It seems to be what you reach for when you want to batter your opponent. What, but also, a lot of people are expressing an interest in voting for Sinn Féin. Oh, look at the polling figures, anybody below 50. Can you ignore that forever? Can you ignore the fact that people who may 10 years ago voted for the Labour Party are now voting for Sinn Féin? You and Michal Martin are saying, okay, if you suddenly decide in the morning to vote for President Howland or Raymond Ryan, that's fine. But Because you're voting for that person, it's not okay. And doesn't that have a danger that it will lead
1: to further discontentment and alienation from Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael? Of course we can't ignore it. Um, Sinn Féin is a hard left party. They've produced an extreme left manifesto Uh, the kind of policies that never work anywhere. They didn't work in East Germany, they didn't work in Venezuela. Um, And I think rather than focusing on uh, Sinn Fein's history and their association with IRA and crime, which Mio Martin is doing, um, my focus, particularly in in talking to those people under 50, is to explain to them and and tell them why hard-left policies will make them poorer. And they will. And, you know, if that's what I have to do uh, in, in government or in opposition, I'll do that.
2: What interests me about that is that this kind of three-way game of chess that's being played, and we'll see in the debate this evening, um, as laid out by Leo Varadkar there, is that he's leaving it up to Fianna Fáil to attack Sinn Féin on their past, and their role in the Troubles and so on, and Fine Gael go, go for them on the economy, which perhaps Fianna Fáil can't go for them in the same way, because Fianna Fáil have to say, we're the change, we're another change party.
0: Yeah, so he seems to be focusing on the... Sinn Féin Manifesto, which he is compared to Venezuela and East Germany and and, and other places, probably because they know that the people they need to peel off from Sinn Féin are the kind of younger, slightly, as as he characterised them in the interview, the people who can find a job but can't find a home, the people who are in work and have decent jobs and may be scared of the fact that they may have to pay more tax. I think what you're seeing from Fine Gael here is probably an attack on Sinn Féin on the economic front for those people, not attacking them on the past, Because they believe Fianna Fianna Fáil will do that, but attacking Fianna Fáil on doing business with Sinn Féin to scare that older voter. So it's kind of a multi-way trick,
2: if you like, that he's playing there. I mean, you'd have to wonder at this stage, I mean, does he seem like a guy who thinks that he can still win this thing? And if he does, what is his path to success?
0: He actually did seem like someone who believed he could still win this election, I suppose. If you're in an election... You're gonna to have to have that belief at all times, or else there's no point in fighting for it. And you're gonna, you don't want to get, go to somewhere in your mind where you're giving up, because then you will flag as the last few days happen. I, you know, he said, and people in Fine Gael are saying, you know, it still could come back to us, still could come back to us, because they all say, and you know, again, they would say this, wouldn't they? Wouldn't they that? The reception they're getting on the doors is not reflected in the polls. Some of them believe it's a shy Finnegale vote there. Some of them are encouraged by the fact that Sinn Féin is pushing down Finnafall as well as them. I think it's still a huge, huge ask. I think at this point you'd have to say that Mihály Martin is favourite to come out with most seats, but Finnegale don't seem to be riding it off as of now. I did ask about the ground game in the next few days. We've seen a bit of skirmishing in mid-east with Helen Mackenzie and. Regina Doherty, as discipline breaks down, we spoke with this in the podcast before. I asked the Tish about, you know, would they be kind of reallocating resources and efforts to individual candidates to help get some people over the line and protect others? But are you reassessing your strategies in certain constituencies, putting resources into one candidate over another to either save a seat or gain a seat? Are you at that level
1: of the campaign already? Um, that's that's generally done at local level by the by the strategy committees, so that doesn't come across. My Where are you desk. gaining seats? Um, hopefully, uh, Tipperary. Uh, for example, where we don't have a seat at the moment, but we had the votes last time. Cavan uh, Manon, where we had the votes last time, but uh, not enough votes or transfers for it to work out. Um, Longford Westmeath uh, with Micheal um winning back the seats that we've lost for various reasons along the way, like Francis Gerald's old seat in Dublin Midwest, mm-hmm. um, the seat in Cork North Central. So you're really talking... There are others too, but David. That's like you know, 51, 52 seats, really. I know, I, I know you want me to figure out, I'm not yeah. going to do that. Uh, the objective is to win the most votes and to win the most seats. Do you think there's a shock in the air, though? Don't know. We'll find that, we'll find that one out on, on Sunday. You're listening to the Irish Times. Uh, and if we have a Fianna Fáil-led government, I have no doubt that the social progress that we've seen in recent years will not continue. Uh, there are a lot of backwoodsmen in Fianna Fáil will slow down social progress. Those referendums would not have happened.
2: So in Athlone on Sunday, he said that about Fianna Fail backwoods men. Uh, it caused quite a ripple around the place. What did you talk to him about that?
0: Yeah, this was a, a way of Fine Gael bringing social change into the election debate. You know, reminding people that they were in government when the uh, Eighth Amendment was repealed and when same-sex marriage was brought in. Although that was a project of the Labour Party, we must say that. They were the instigators behind that. Much, much good it did them. Much good it did them. So we asked them about, did cause a lot of, uh, you know, it was a risk because okay. a lot of people in rural Fine and conservative Fine let's not forget, there are some, a lot of people who would consider themselves conservative in the party. So they didn't appreciate it, that it wouldn't be something that would go down well, perhaps in more rural constituencies. It angered people in Fianna Fáil who felt it was, you know, Michael Martin used the phrase, beneath the office of the Taoiseach, uh, it was certainly a risk, and we asked him about that in the interview earlier on. Have you any concerns that could backfire on you? Uh,
1: no, because um, I think people in the party understand what I meant. Uh, you know, when it comes to referendums, and I'm uh, very uh, proud to have been part of bringing about that social change and um, being involved in those referendums, and I don't think social change is finished yet in Ireland. Mm. There's other things to do, particularly around gender equality. Um, because we have equality before the law for men and women but we don't have equality in practice uh, for men and women. You see that through the gender pay gap, mm. uh, the fact that the doll is dominated by men, businesses too. Um, m- my reference was to the 21 TDs who thought the Irish people shouldn't be allowed to have a vote uh, and voted in is the, the doll. is it a bit disrespectful to people
0: whose views may not have evolved on certain social issues? Your own views evolved on the two big social referendums mm. over the last five, six years, so is it a bit disrespectful to those people?
1: No, and I, you're no. calling
0: them back. Sw- back no,
1: because that's that's misunderstanding or misrepresenting um, what I said. Uh, I have immense respect for people who voted either way in those referendums, for or against, and I allowed a free vote in my party and allowed people to campaign uh, whichever way they wanted to uh, in that um, uh, in, in those refer in those, certainly on the referendum the eighth. My reference was to the twenty one uh, Fianna Fáil TDs who used their vote in the doll to try and stop the people to have a say. Uh, and that shows um, how hardline they are mm-hmm. and how I think some of them would try to frustrate um, social change in the future. Now, abortion, marriage equality, divorce, blasphemy, they're all settled issues. Mm-hmm. But there is more to be done, particularly around equality between men and women, mm-hmm. and particularly around making sure that the that new Irish um, and our new citizens um, get fair play.
2: So, Vic, when I heard you were going up to visit the Taoiseach today, I thought it might be a little bit like, do you remember all those videos of uh, Bruno Gantz's Hitler in the bunker in Downfall and then people used to put other <laughs> soundtracks over him, you know, f- failed football managers and politicians who were in trouble? My favourite <laughs> one of those is uh, Mike Bassett, England manager, if
0: anyone wants to look it up on YouTube. <laughs> one of those under the bunker halftime team talks.
2: You know, I thought it might be a bit like that. And there's certainly no doubt that, you know, he hasn't conceded defeat like Bruno Gantz in downfall. He's still fighting like yeah. Bruno Gantz in doubtfall but he's a bit more zen-like than, than Bruno Gans was.
0: Yeah, he's ex- like, I I was wondering myself when I heard this in, in the last few days that he, that he was extremely calm whether that's actually true. Like, you know, it's a, a high-stress situation he's under. Mm. You know, his job was on the line. The future of his party is on the line. Um, his reputation is on the line because he took this job being the man who would lead Finnegale to the think, greater success but he did seem incredibly calm I have to say sunday is 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 d day it's it, it's count day. If he wins, he stays on as Taoiseach good for, good for him as far as he can, is concerned, but if he loses, there are a lot of questions about what it actually does the future hold for Leo Fracker. will he stay on in the position he's in now? Will you still be Finney leader in a year's time no matter what happens?
1: Yeah, now that'll be obviously a decision for um for the parliamentary party in the first instance, but uh I intend to be
2: All right, thanks yeah. And else you want to say win um, yeah, the election yeah. <laughs> Well, there you have it. That's about as clear as you can expect, I think, from the Taoiseach at this particular point in his political career role to play for over the next few hours and the next few days. Thanks to Fiat for joining us. Thanks also to our producer, Declan Conlon. You can find us on all the usual podcast platforms. You can also get us at irishtimes.com slash podcasts and you can mail us at politicspodcast at irishtimes.com. Until the next time, thanks for listening.